News Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. My voice is still a little weird. Uh, we are going to talk about some stuff and things today. Wow. Joining me in this room, Brain Morbido is here. Wow. Incredible. It's almost <laughs> like I live here. Uh, this is our first thing, not our first podcast. It's our first podcast. This is our uh, flagship episode of the Cubicorn yeah, Games podcast. Right. Every, I like to think of every podcast as, as our first, you know, it makes it special. <laughs> Like some rose petals. We've done it's, this for like uh, we're getting close to 150, aren't we? I'm pretty sure we passed it. Did we? Yeah. Maybe I, I couldn't remember if we had passed 100 or 150 when I was uh, <clears throat> still editing. It's the 150 movie. something. It's more than 150. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember which one was the 150th, but God. where's the pomp? Where's the circumstance? <laughs> there's no <laughs> no celebration when there's work to do. No. Get back to the factory floor. No. <laughs> Anniversaries are silly. I guess they're kind of fun sometimes. They're but, fun. Uh, depends on. Unless you're Disney World, and then you just do a shit job and Anyone? charge people more money for a worse product. But that sounds like a good way to celebrate to me. Let's make <laughs> ourselves richer. Let's go. Anyway. Ow, um, ow. We are here. We're going to talk about a couple stuff. We're going to talk about... A couple stuff. A couple things. A couple stuff. Um, we're going to talk about what we've been through the last couple weeks. Wow. Uh, we're going to talk about indie games. We might talk about some TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it goes, but we're going to lay the groundwork for, again, kind of like all kinds of stuff we plan to do in the next couple weeks and months. Um, I will say that, uh, we're recording this on the 4th of July and it's, uh, right. I'm not, I'm not feeling particularly patriotic at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm relatively unhappy with America and I aren't on speaking terms right now. Oh no. Um, Um, (laughs) uh, it, for like, just... I've had a weird history with the 4th of July because we were always up north during it and we would always have a big like family friend gathering either on the day or the weekend of depending on where it fell. And so like in the past, I have weirdly looked forward to the 4th of July if only for that reprieve of the vacation. And I sent a message to one of my friends who was also in the same boat and I'm like, hey, barring Every other connotation of today and only focusing on what we made it. Happy 4th of July. Okay, that's fair. See, I have the exact opposite where I I am already down on 4th of July. I could already, like, because I, uh, before I met you, mm-hmm. um, through most of my teens and 20s, we would work um, yeah, you over were, the summer mm-hmm. at um, doing- Was there uh, a regular show on the 4th of July that you were Well, doing? it was usually, in the later years, it was downtown. So we would work at, like, lemonade stands and smoothie stands mm-hmm. at, like, street fairs and festivals yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, usually, at least in the, like, latter time when we mm-hmm. did it, it was um, the, like, downtown 4th of July thing that, like, was on the riverfront in Detroit uh, okay. more recently. And I don't know if it was, like- if it was always there, and that, and just when we got into the shows, that's what it was. But, it, mm-hmm. but like, so yeah, all, the only thing the Fourth of July means for me is like, work. oh, so sick, a ten-hour workday on my feet, <laughs> dope. <laughs> Happy birthday, America. <laughs> so yeah, Fourth of July has been like, <laughs> it's been complicated for me personally. Anyway, sure. it's like whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's just you know. America still kind of <laughs> shitty. <laughs> kind of getting um, shittier every single day. Do your best to look out for, um, you know, as the Supreme Court slowly strips away our civil rights one by one. Mm-hmm. Do your best to figure out what you're entitled to still and wherever you live. I will, uh, the last thing I'll kind of say on that before we move on into things that aren't shitty. Fucking vote. 
Uh, yeah, as as irritating as it is, vote every time. Um, oh, they leave. Uh, on the ballot in Michigan, it's almost a certainty that abortion rights will be a thing. So uh, if you live in the state of Michigan, hmm. I would advise you to sign a petition go, to get that on the ballot. Yeah, to go uh, go defend your fucking civil liberties this November. <laughs> and also other people's civil, civil yeah, liberties. Um, like, come on. The, roi- the royal your. Every, yeah. royal <laughs> everyone's. We, our liberties. <laughs> um, like, just fucking care, man. Like, God. So, yeah, that sucks. But, you know, do what you can. Stay safe. Man, up. Stay I safe feel like a there. woman. <laughs> <laughs> um and with all that said let's talk about some stuff that's less sad Woo! <laughs> um all for it so we i mean I, I guess this is technically less sad so we got covid after gdex we but we're Yay. okay that's the part that's less sad i'm assuming that you actually caught it there and then i caught it from you just given how probably my symptoms were literally like a day step behind you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it, and it's still impossible to say like I just learned about long COVID the other day. That's a neat thing. You hadn't heard of that before? Not not like de- defined. Like I knew people were still having symptoms post on it. No, that it was just called long COVID, okay. um, which is a silly name for something that's super shitty. Yeah. So we'll see how we'll, <laughs> we're doing going forward. Uh, but in general, I feel pretty good because I'm still kind of a little mm-hmm. boogery, a little congested. You're always kind of boogery, though. Yeah, but this feels a little more than that. <laughs> But overall, um, you know, we didn't have any super harsh symptoms. Obviously, didn't need to be hospitalized or anything. No. Got all the vaccines that were recommended. Mm-hmm. Got two initial two doses and a booster or whatever. Um, and, you know, our experience was, you know, it sucks to get sick. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, it wasn't too much rougher than like a cold or a flu or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that. Very uh, much so. We completely like locked down didn't go anywhere yeah didn't, didn't see people without masks on it, if we had to see them at all um we were extremely careful and to my knowledge did not pass it at all yeah it did end up taking roughly two weeks off our calendar in yeah. june which was the shittiest part of it but uh like i like i said considering you know how <laughs> how much worse COVID has been for other people between death or you know very dilapidating illness i'll yeah. take it uh that's fine um, yeah we were very fortunate to have a mild case and be in generally pretty good health going into it that without like prior conditions or anything like that to really like take a lot of the worst boxes. Right. So, you know, uh, stay alert out there again at minimum, you know, get as vaccinated mm-hmm. as you're <laughs> required to be as uh, you know, your medical professional suggests. Um, I know kids can get vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's- so, Everybody, pretty much everyone in America is eligible yeah, for I think vaccination. Yeah, it was finally below five that uh-huh. they um, cleared or whatever. Yep. Um, and other than that, it's kind of like that's kind of where we're at with the, that kind of shit. Just yeah. uh, you know, get your shots. Wear uh, as ma- a mask as much as you feel like. Wash st- your hands. Wash your hands. I'm still masking up generally in public. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I still don't really wear them outdoors. Mm-hmm. But like when I go to the Target and stuff or whatever, I still. Usually, almost always throw a mask on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing it at work just because, like, we are, fa- we're public facing. Like, I'm literally on the front lines, and uh, there's a couple hundred people who come through our building specifically in a given day, 
And the max percentage is like one per hundred probably at this point. Yeah. And, but I, I have, cause I know some of it is definitely a lot of anxiety. Like I would just wear my mask literally all the time at work, full stop. Didn't matter where I was. I'm now not outside after we're closed. Like when I'm just with coworkers who I know are vaccinated and everything and are extremely careful. Otherwise I have like this past weekend when I was working for the first time since getting sick. Um, I've, I've started wearing, not wearing my mask, like walking into the shop and leaving the shop at the end of the day. But anytime I'm anywhere around the public, it's still just mask all the time. Like, yeah, and I, uh, yeah that... I know it's getting hot and I'm fucking sweating through it, but <laughs> Colette's just trying to steal a USB. Um, <laughs> little baby um and like whatever i'll i did it last last year and a little bit the year before when uh things were much worse but i'll just keep doing it because yeah and again i think like at this point like i said everything's in a weird place mm-hmm. with covid but more than more than ever i think it kind of like it sort of doesn't matter like you do you as far mm-hmm. as masking in terms of like there's there's multiple layers to that um, the first one is if you feel like wearing one, wear one. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it will it won't make your situation any worse. And if it it makes also you feel lets better me to... make faces at work and not have to <laughs> monitor my expression as much because yeah. people can't fucking and see it. And it. If, if it makes you feel personally better to yes. wear it, wear it. Um, <laughs> Don't breathe on me. <laughs> and then obviously the common factors, complicating factors outside of that are that like you know. They're less effective collectively when multiple people don't wear them. Mm-hmm. And as COVID has progressed, the tiers of masks, especially the cloth ones, have become less effective over time as the virus has changed. Yeah. So, like, if you're... Uh, I still know that, like, surgical masks are a tiny bit better than that. And obviously, like, the high-end, like, 90 K, KN95s or whatever are, mm-hmm. uh, are still very effective if you fit them my, correctly. I and, just wear uh, my half respirator at work all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but again, the best thing you can do is, you know, get vaccinated and mm-hmm. don't, uh, and, and don't know the risks, I guess. Cause yeah. when we went to GDEX, you know, that was, like I said, we talked about it we're like it's above average chance to get COVID. Cause if you go to a place where tons of humans are, yeah. uh, you're probably going to catch a disease that is wildly circulating through the human population. Weird how that works. Um, so just like, you know, like I said, at this point, just do whatever is in your comfort zone. If you still don't feel like doing a thing like that and you have the opportunity I to mean, not I mean I still don't but uh, I did to it. not like like I said you know obviously work stuff is different like everybody's yeah. got their own situation there but if you know if you don't feel up to going on like a big vacation or something that involves being around a ton of people like don't do it just you know mm-hmm. oh that's okay <laughs> yeah and at least like the one of the major factors that's different between work and GDEX is the fact that I am always six feet apart when I'm in the building I've got a plastic barrier like right in front of me obviously it can't go very far like it's just a it's probably like my width basically mm-hmm. um and like that that definitely helps and the fact that it's like um a decently circulated space it's not a giant fucking single room yeah. um like the convention hall would be we're not Circulates most stuff. We got a lot of fans going all the time, which definitely helps. Yeah, and I will say about GDEX, like to, to kind of wrap this whole thought up about COVID mm-hmm. these days in 2022 or whatever, is that um, so that show did a really good job, I think, yeah. of like they 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 checked everyone for vaccination status, 
Um, the masking within the show was incredible. Was like a, like, I yeah, couldn't it was like believe it. Ninety-five percent probably, which were right, like you said, was un- is unbelievable considering it's every other social context. It's literally the inverse of my work right yeah. now. <laughs> um, like whenever I go to the store or whatever, it's you know the exact opposite. It's maybe like a five percent masking rate, which, like I said again, is like I don't know. That's kind of just where we're at yeah. now, but um. But I think they did a good job at that show, and and like I said, if mm-hmm. as far as um, if there's any big difference between the two of us at exposure, it was probably that I was just talking to more people a little more closely. Probably not washing your hands as much. I was using uh, hand sanitizer like fucking constantly. That is true. I also didn't uh, didn't hand sanitize as much. I I just washed my hands whenever you know I went to the mm-hmm. bathroom and stuff and washed. I mean, them any any time I was out front and came back around our table, I was sanitizing my hands mm-hmm. like constantly, which is like. Again, it's a habit I've built up at work, partially because, like, I need to wash the clay off my hands, but also, like, I don't want to touch something and then, like, if I, like, if I, like, say I have to go and blow my nose at work, I will immediately wash my hands afterwards, which, I mean, that's just a common courtesy you should have always been doing, but it's something I try to be a lot more conscious of now, Mm -hmm. just constantly hand washing. Yeah. And again, all that said, like, it's still, at the end of the day... I still think that, like, you know, take as many personal precautions as mm-hmm. you are capable of and feel comfortable with. But also just know that if you're surrounded by people, you're probably just going to get it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, statistically speaking. So that's kind of what happened to us. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. People aren't re- reporting as much anymore, so it's hard to say exactly. Yeah, there, I don't think there's any way to follow, like, nationwide case numbers or anything in America because everybody is either not testing at all or self-testing, and mm-hmm. that data is not collected yeah. in either case, obviously. So it's, um, you know, again, stay safe out there. Do your best. Uh, don't feel bad. Like I said, I, I kind of like, you know, I think you should go get vaccinated. And yes. then once once you've done that, it's up to everybody to decide what level of, you know, you want to get out there more, mm-hmm. go do it. You want to stay, you know, more isolated. I think all that's fine. Just you I mean, do you. I just don't like being around people. So, like, I'll self-isolate I'll all the time. <laughs> don't come near me. Um, but again, luckily we are doing okay. We mm-hmm. got through it. Like yep. I said, my voice is still a little eh. My, I mean, I personally don't think you sound very different. Okay, in my in my head, I feel like I yeah. sound like ten percent different than normal. But, no, I got uh, you. I I think, I think I'm back to how I normally sound in my head at this <laughs> point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep going. But um, yeah, like two weeks of a much like fuzzier state, so it's hard to really say. Um, we're doing okay. Yeah. And speaking of doing okay. Um, we're kind of rolling along like slowly but surely with like process stuff to keep Cubicorn Games things going. Woo. So we um yeah yeah that really again it was just like with the pandemic exe- itself we were on a really good roll and then just got kneecapped. Thankfully this wasn't for six months at a time but just like a handful. Yeah, of weeks. two two weeks suck to lose, but it's still like, you know half a month, not half a year yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I do think in some ways we kind of needed the reset. Like yeah, and it, like you're right. In some ways it was okay to have a real like a really definitive reason to just kind of sleep a little extra and just yeah. take it easy um because yeah i did a lot of like i did a lot of sleeping while mm-hmm. we were really early on and getting over covid but um but yeah my initial plan coming home was to get all our home office stuff sorted out which we that, did that got uh, delayed of, about two weeks yeah. but now as, as of we're speaking yesterday today, yeah. um for this recording we kind of got all the furniture i think that we're gonna need yeah got a couple new desks that can just more more easily accommodate our work's needs. I've got a real chair now. Crane's got a real chair. I've also got a real desk now. <laughs> and Working my tablet's posture. upright. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be 
as much goblin posture, more of a good. lounge. Now. Yeah. Because then that, that was all, like I said, we'll have to we'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks and months. But um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make all that stuff a little more frictionless and a little more sustainable, like mm-hmm. physically. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll see how it goes. But it we- seems promising so far. Yeah. That all that stuff will be for the better. Um. And we're going to keep trucking along. We're going to do a couple little updates down the drain. I know that we'll put some kind of update out in the near future that hell. Just have a couple small bug fixes. Yeah. We're still going to add that last boss fight at some point. Um, and a couple f- other modes. Tweak a few other gameplay things, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're still going to work on uh, Super Cucumber in the future. Mm-hmm. That game will get made. Um, in the near term, other than things I just mentioned, I'm going to try to still get the soundtrack as it sits put together and out there for people. And I think my plan right now is to we'll put it on Steam for mm-hmm. a couple bucks. I'll at least try to snag enough Steam keys to um give it to the backers to give to the backers who specifically backed that tier, and then uh, for anyone extra. else on our on the Kickstarter who wants it, I'll probably just like zip it up and put it on Google Drive or something. Be like, all right, all right this is gonna be here for like at least a month. So if, mm-hmm. if you just feel like downloading this, you just snag it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, <clears throat> Get busy snagging. So we've done, we got all that in the pipe. Um, and then other than that, we got our very first. We dipped our tippy toes into um some local games checking out some other local and smaller games which yeah. i i think i'm like i said i'm excited about doing this mm-hmm. it was a thing that i always wanted to do um because we had talked about this just before kind of shipping down the drain that um we know how hard it is to make a thing <sighs> and um we know how difficult it is to get eyeballs on it and at the end of the day um you know everybody probably wants to make a little little bit of money off the things they make but even more than that you just want somebody to look at it. Like mm-hmm. you you made it to be consumed to like, you know, you made it some, to be experienced. Right. For somebody to have fun with it or to identify with it or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you, you made it cause you want, you did something that you thought other people would enjoy or that they'd get an emotional reaction out of. Um, and so we're going to try to poke around and look at a bunch of little small games, yeah. um, that either, you know, are small in gameplay scope or just haven't been exposed to a big audience. I know we're kind of starting with prioritizing uh, other locally made yeah, stuff. Yeah, the stuff in, like, our uh, kind of general sphere of, like, people we've seen at local events and yeah, just so, other stuff. Yeah, so early on, I think it'll be a lot of stuff that was created in Michigan and or the Midwest. Woo. And then I, I'm not opposed to covering games outside of that sphere. Like, I hope we c- do get to cover lots of things from all over the place. Um, yeah, but yeah the, we did our first live stream mm-hmm. this past weekend. Oh, first podcast, first live stream. Wow, we're just tacking, <laughs> we're just knocking Co- everything Covering out, small games. Wow. And the first game we covered was Passage, a job interview simulator. <laughs> uh, as I turn my head to <laughs> make sure I get the title right and then turn back to the microphone. Um, which is cool. It's a fun little um, visual novel kind of thing mm-hmm. where you're, um, you're basically a mm-hmm. protagonist- Trying to recent get a, college grad trying to get a job in, in the marketing field and failing spectacularly. Well, it's about well, yeah. Up it's in, just, the the setup is you've been doing really bad. Yeah, you've been and putting in your cat gets like possessed by the Egyptian god Thoth and uh is coaching you how to get a job. You've been sending out resumes. You've been getting interviews. You're not get. You're not getting employed. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a supernatural element to it that's mm-hmm. neat. It's like, it's got some, like, sort of spooky, mm-hmm. persona-y kind of 
like thing going on, which is cool. Um, it's it seems both very uh well it's it, the uh, MCAT Games mm-hmm. Emily I forget her last name because we saw her in the credits but uh um but it seems seems very biogra- autobiographical in some ways yeah we had her in the chat uh-huh. uh during the actual stream and I think that's good because it's both um like I think it's like I said I think it's good to when you do a thing that is uh less like you know twitch gameplay focused and more narrative i think you need a really solid human touchstone so i think it i think that works from both angles i think it's good to put a little of yourself in a thing like that mm-hmm. and i obviously the the struggle of you know employment and trying to get it and trying to keep it and being stressed out mm-hmm. while you have it <laughs> like the i i don't think there's anyone in the modern world who uh what a mood right who can't uh empathize with that who doesn't feel at least one of those things on on a regular basis um so yeah i think it works like on an emotional level which is again that's kind of what you need out of the out of a very narrative driven uh, Uh like visual novelty sort of thing well that's the other thing about this whole project which like i said i'm kind of excited about because when i finished that stream i really legitimately had a real good time Mm -hmm. Just yeah. checking out something that I, we wouldn't normally look at because I, I don't play many visual novels to date. But it's again, it's not that like um, it's not that I'm opposed to it, and I want to use mm-hmm. this opportunity to play more games in more genres that I usually would never play. It's just my like baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm drawn to are things that I kind of already understand. Mm-hmm. Like like that's I think again I think that's well, kind of because you don't read Dustin. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's everybody God. kind of past a certain point, right? Like once you kind of have settled into a, like a couple of things that you, mm-hmm. like you just like generally play I mean, that's or just watch when, or whatever. When you know your interests, it's easy to continue down the interest path as opposed to trying to venture out into the woods. Yeah, and when you want to pick up a new thing, it is it is just simpler to do a thing you already kind of fundamentally mm-hmm. understand than it is to like dip into something that you're not as familiar with on like a macro level. Like I said, from the like from a genre sp- perspective. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think that visual novels are cool. I think people making that stuff are, again, I know that they kind of get, um, the short shrift in game coverage in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. just because there is the, uh, in my opinion, unwarranted sense that they are not like as complicated or, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're just not as game (laughs) as, as games with more like fiddly physical mechanics are. People will praise like walking simulators till the cows come home while it's just like a visual novel with like yeah, right, technically a, a 3d space a, right a walking like, simulator which in that term like like people have you know like i think it's become uh a like neutral term to describe those games but that started as a pejorative like yeah. people used to say like people began calling games walking simulators as a way to call those games not game enough <laughs> but no like they'll still like but you're right they'll they'll praise a narrative driven game that just has an environment that could have the same amount of dialogue or less than a visual novel, mm-hmm. but because there's no like input or whatever, the the latter gets like just kind of shoved under the rug and forgotten. Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I do think, like I said, I get on some level, I like sort of understand why people have that reaction, but I do think it's still like off base. Um, because a thing that games are really good at, and again, this is one of the reasons I love games, because I love a lot of games like this, are, um... Telling stories. Well, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, I'll get, I'll get to the story part, okay. but, but I was gonna say, like, like, being physically 
demanding. Okay. Like, like pushing you with like, you know, the dexterity of your thumbs mm-hmm. and your, you know, uh, your ability to face a challenge and overcome it mechanically. Okay. Like, it, get, and a lot of early games started out like that. Not all, because like, you know, narrative text-based stuff is mm-hmm. like on the clock pretty much as old as that stuff. Yeah. But I think that, um, like because when was... graphics were lacking, they just made like, it was easier to make a more like kind of D&D sort of pen and paper narrative. For sure. And I do think like when video games first penetrated the mainstream in a big way, which would have been like pro- first Atari stuff and mm-hmm. then Nintendo, like those, those, the types of games that could exist on those platforms were less able to be like narrative and text driven than yeah. the stuff that would have been on, on earlier computer hardware because yeah. that's where all that stuff kind of emerged. But that was less accessible than those other platforms just because exactly. a, a personal computer was simply more expensive than, a than an Atari or an NES or whatever in the same era, right? Um, so like I said, for people who are, again, kind of have my background, who are more uh, well-versed in games like that that are uh, more mechanically demanding mm-hmm. uh, than something that is very narrative-driven, like I get the gut reaction to why you would th- like think a thing that is not a game, but I'm just asking you to open your mind, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Open your heart. Um, because like I said, I really did enjoy uh playing Passage, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm sure there are other visual novels that we'll check out at some point, like as we kind of keep poking around with stuff. But um, but leading you finally all the way around into narrative stuff, uh, like I said, I think there's a there's a real value in narrative fiction. Period, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, but having even just that little bit of agency to kind of guide the story one way or another, or even just to be able to... Um, I mean, it's a, it's a fancy choose-your-own-adventure book. Yeah, right, to give just, like, a different, uh, you know, verbal response to a question or situation mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's it just gives you a little agency. Like, it is still a game. Like, yeah. it's, uh, like, you have uh, agency in the outcome of a thing. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, like, the only thing that should gatekeep whether a thing is a video game or not is, like... Is, is it interactive agency? in any way? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be very interactive or, like, minimally interactive. And I think the best thing about visual novels is the... Again, they have the strengths of... They have strengths that the types of games I just described, like things like platformers and shooters mm-hmm. and stuff like that, usually don't have, which is that they can be played by physically almost anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're not very physically demanding input-wise. Mm-hmm. And they just serve a different, like, they are usually more narrative-driven and more, you know, emotionally driven in some way, whether it's, like, relationships or, mm-hmm. like, a bigger, Experience. Like broader story or something. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like, Tetris doesn't need a story. <laughs> <laughs> Tetris shouldn't have Ma- a story. Mario doesn't really need a story. Like, I guess it technically sort of, sort of have has one, but not, like, a meaningful one. No. <laughs> Uh, so it's totally okay and good for games to be good at different things, mm-hmm. and ju- and visual novels are different that. different purposes. Yeah, they're... It's like a fucking historical, like, documentary-style movie versus, like, an action, like... Right, 100%. Popcorn romp, like, they can serve different functions even though they're the same medium. For sure. Bang. Um, and uh, with all that said, I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed Passage. We played two chapters of it. The two chapters that are out. Which each one is a job interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of that. And actually, before we... Because uh, I would be open to finishing the whole game on stream at some point when it's eventually out. But mm-hmm. I'll reach out to um, MCAT. MCAT Games is uh, her handle on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of ask first, just because the other, the other thing about visual yeah. novels is like... That's a that's another thing about them. It's similar to what it is in this sense, like more similar to like watching a movie on stream than like yeah. than playing a a different, more traditionally input based game. Is like you know 
You see the whole narrative. That's most yeah, of the experience. It's, a, it's supposed to be an experience. Yeah. I mean, or it's the same with playing like any kind of story-based game. Like, yeah. you're going to ruin it if you don't see it for yourself and watch somebody else do it. Right. And again, like I said, there are you can have differences. Like, you can run into different endings. You can yeah. make, choose different dialogue and stuff. It will be I know, exactly for example, the, same. the second chapter that is up has multiple endings, and we got the good ending. Mm-hmm. Good for us. Um. So, yeah, I think we'll reach out to her before... Do we decide to finish it mm-hmm. some someday again when it's out? I don't know what her timeline is for finishing mm-hmm. the last three chapters of that thing, but um, I do I do think it's worth doing that, like just to like in a case where you can actively reach out to somebody and mm-hmm. like kind of yeah. ask them about it. Because again, like I said, I I would feel bad like without without permission, kind of spoiling the entire thing all yeah. in one go. Because we've done what we set out to do with it, which is you know play a little bit of it, get the vibe of it. Uh, and just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, talk about it. Get at least our our eyeballs on it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So there's a a decent chance we'll we'll play more of that, but we'll to be determined. Nothing else. Sure. We'll probably finish it on our own time. Yeah, I'll probably check it out. Um, for sure. I would. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, do you have any other thoughts on that game? I was trying to think of other feedback kind of stuff that I don't know if we super touched on in our stream archive. Um. We'll talk about some other, like, of our streaming process and stuff in a second. The thing that I just remembered that I think I talked, touched on a little bit, but I did want to throw out there again anyway, is that um, within the game, like, the kind of setup to it, it indicates that there might be, like, a timing mechanic mm. based on certain, some of your actions. And in the ship version of the chapters we played so far, it wasn't immediately apparent to me if that was yeah, happening or not. It was not clear. Um, so yeah, as far as like direct feedback goes, if there was a thing I would tweak about it, I would either, um, like kind of restructure that dialogue to not really mention that if that's not a thing that's in the game mm-hmm. or give or a better it, indicator. Or if it is in the game, yeah, just add some kind of whatever, uh, like visual interface layer you can. Like if you can put a, like a bar that goes down or a little like wheel that like fills mm-hmm. up or something, uh, something visually on screen to show that like you're on the clock and you need to make a decision. Yeah. That would be, like, I think my big functional, like, I would do one of those two things. Um, and other than that, we saw, you know, a couple of tiny little bugs or whatever. But again, every game ships with bugs. Mm-hmm. None, none of that was a big deal. Um, and overall, it was well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It functioned as intended. You know, we got from beginning to end without issue. Uh, <laughs> the the music like, harder I liked. stuff on our end. <laughs> uh, I, the music I liked generally. Yeah. Some of it was, like, pretty diverse genre-wise, but overall, I really funky. enjoyed it. That first track I liked a lot. That was very Persona-y. It was kind of like a little jazzy, a little funky. Mm-hmm. The um. Nightmare track was terrifying. <laughs> Not a fan. But mm-hmm. it got the mood over really well. Yeah. Um, and again, I think I like that, you know, I like the game's overall vibe. I like that it's got a lot going on of, like, it is both very grounded in, like, you know, real-world experience. And just kind of... Like supernatural, and and with it right with just a, like another little layer of supernatural, mm-hmm. kind of like just a little more, little something extra. It's a uh, little, I like little that as a treat. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that is a uh, passage. Passage, a job interview simulator. If you mm-hmm. search for that on itch itchio, you'll find it. Um. If you s- look up MCAT Games on Twitter, EM Cat Games. <laughs> uh. You can find her and all her stuff. Um, right now, the game is available. I think it's pay what you want for chapter one on itch, like exclusively on her page for mm-hmm. the first chapter. And then the, the first two chapters together are part of the uh, Mangotronics Employment Collection, which is a larger bundle of itch games mm-hmm. based around job things. Job things. 
so yeah, that's uh that's Passage, but I would I would recommend it if you want uh like a cool little visual novel thing, I would check it out. And then kind of speaking of our plans for all this stuff going forward, again, I'll kind of reiterate, like I'll start probably start wrapping up the episodes with this, like the episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. but um uh for right now I'll state it here and then we might talk about a few other things, but um if you have a game, like a small game that you want mm-hmm. us to check out, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cubicorn Games. Hit us up on there. Uh, you can email us at podcast at cubicorngames.com. And, you know, at minimum, give me a link if you want. Mm-hmm. Describe the game a little bit. Um, if you're willing to provide a key and it's on Steam or something, you know, we'd love one. But if not, uh, I'll try to buy as many of these things as we can. That's going to kind of be a function of how many requests we get and how yeah. many games. Like, like I, in a perfect world... Uh, where finances were an issue, I would buy every single game that someone tries to put in front of us. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we're on a budget. Yep. We're, we're trying to make games, um, and I'm trying to do game dev and game coverage stuff full time for the foreseeable future for mm-hmm. the next like six to twelve months minimum. So at least in the short term, you know, we're trying to tighten our purse strings still a little bit in some ways. Uh, but again, that's not to say that like anyone's work isn't worth paying for. It's yeah. just the re- it's just a reality of where things are at. So if you you know you, know, if you can only do so much, right? If you provide a way for us to play your game for free, we'll almost certainly check it out at some point, either on live stream or on our own time, and we'll talk about it on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, you know, we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. Uh, yep. We'll do we'll do what we can. Yep. <laughs> um, and we're gonna for the moment try to live stream every weekend. I think. Uh, some indie stuff and on thursdays we might still play some tales of symphonia because the rain yeah. was doing that uh so like live streaming stuff expect to see us online on twitch on thursdays for uh traditional game time and saturdays or sundays probably depending on lorraine's work schedule mm-hmm. and how we're feeling for um some fun indie thing um that stuff will all wednesdays go up on for art stream wednesdays on my for personal twitch what's your what's your personal twitch twitch.tv slash Lori Chu, L-O-R-I-C-H-U. Yep, that's a thing that happens roughly 7 p.m.-ish. Yeah, give or take. Uh-huh. And, and, and all our other streams are... I draw are, dumb stuff. All our other streams are usually around then, too. Mm-hmm. It's usually like... 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, it's usually around 7 p.m. Eastern Time until, you know, a few hours later than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And then we're going to put, for all the developers' benefits, we're going to put all the archives up of... um. Our indie stuff on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That's just Cubicorn Games on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna restructure the page a little bit so that that playlist shows up higher. Like mm-hmm. when you kind of just drop on the original page on the the front page. Like when I, I'm gonna get the the passage one up soon, probably by the time this podcast goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go from there. And then uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We want to keep. We'll we'll stream some games. We'll talk about some games on here. Mm-hmm. Um, someday hopefully have other the devs themselves yeah I, my plan is to eventually write pull in slowly but surely pull in other developers for interview type things where we either talk about their games or games they're playing or just whatever they want to talk about um, that'll happen on a case by case basis kind of depending on who we have that's interested and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm still looking for people generally who have like at least one project that they've completed because I want to mm-hmm. kind of start by letting them talk about the thing they made yeah. Um. And I feel like the easiest way to get a long conversation out of that is if it's done. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so that that's kind of my plan for that. And as far as streaming stuff, I will we will definitely stream some games that are complete. Um. But I kind of want to prioritize also like stuff that's still in progress for mm-hmm. that. And like if there are other games that we end up playing that are done, like we might 
cover more of those just on the podcast. We'll kind of see how it goes. Again, this is yeah. all... We only have so many hours in the day. It's true. So we're going to do what we can. Your girl's still working, but, um, too. So. Again, I think there's real value in seeing your game played by somebody without much context about it. Exactly. And you can just, yeah. like, see their reactions to things and see how they, like, what they understand or what they don't. And you can, you know, maybe you'll catch some bugs that you just see on screen as they play that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. caught otherwise. And so that's, like, you know... I hope we eventually are able to get more eyeballs than just ours on some of this mm-hmm. shit by talking about it and, and playing it. But at the very minimum, we can, uh, you know, help you work on your thing while it's in progress, too. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at with all that stuff. But again, I'm excited about it. I had a really good time on yeah on Saturday. Um, I enjoyed it a ton. Same. So we'll keep doing stuff like that. Uh, and it should be fun, fun and awesome and cool. Piece. And then I think to wrap up for us... For this episode of the podcast, we might just talk about a little TV stuff. Um, so much. TV we finished kinda. watching Stranger Things. We did. Season we, like, four. <laughs> marathon the first half because we did not watch it when it came out. And then it got done with that literally the day before the second half dropped. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like above average. I, I wouldn't call it amazing, but I would call it good. I enjoyed it. Like I, I enjoy it too, and I have a lot, like a couple different feelings about it. I'm curious. Um, how do you feel about Stranger Things, and more so like the Netflix output of stuff, relative to like the kind of shit that like Disney's doing these days? <laughs> I mean, I probably like. I mean, we don't watch a lot of the Netflix stuff, so it's a little bit harder to like. Oh, yeah, the volume them. of content they have is fucking wild. But, um, but at least like. I think I liked this show more than most of, like, what Disney's put out. Yeah, I would 100% agree. And and like you said, I'm not, like, we can't necessarily compare the whole catalog to the whole catalog because mm-hmm. Netflix has so much Just stuff that's crap, all over the place. Yeah. And, and Disney Plus has relatively, like, fewer things. Like, they take bigger, fewer swings, it seems like. Oh, although that's about to change at Netflix, so we'll see how things go in the next mm-hmm. year or two. Um. But yeah, comparing like like I said, I think you can compare kind of like things like Stranger Things to like basically all of their Marvel shows, like yeah. that kind of shit, all the Star Wars crap where it's um where it's, you know, a relatively high budget thing that is made for like mass market appeal. Like it's not n- none of these are like, you know, little indie darling. Yeah, it's not neat. Like shoestring budget, like these are all big deals. Big right, big expensive pieces of narrative fiction meant to mm-hmm. serve a pretty wide audience. Um but with all that said, yeah, I do think that that like Netflix stuff on average historically has been higher quality. Like I like I think this latest season of Stranger Things is not like I said, I don't think it's incredible. I think it's pretty good. But I think even that pretty good line is just it's like l- like almost objectively better in my opinion than every single fucking thing that Disney's put mm-hmm. out to date even on just Disney like, Plus. <laughs> after watching all of Stranger Things very quickly, even going back to like Miss Marvel, which I do like, like it, there just seemed to be such a discrepancy and I think a lot of that is just because, like, um, I bet it's just because Stranger Things is is its own property, and it's not trying to, like, fill in a puzzle piece in a larger, grander scheme of things. Yeah, it's 100%. Like, it was so nice to have something that wasn't, like, self-referencing, like, 80 other things, and, like, wink nod, like, check this out, like, oh, we're building this up to connect through later. It was more, like just it was just it's its own thing like it's nice to have like unique fiction like my god yeah i i agree 100 percent. and again like like i said they're so refreshing their economic goals are the same like you know they want to make a big tv show that lots of people will watch Mm -hmm. but but, you want to make the thing people are talking about 
the next day or whatever. Yeah, but the but uh, I think the process behind them, and I 100% agree with you. Like I said, at this point, I feel like I can like I can see through Disney's fucking like their process. Like I'm I'm a personal personal X-ray machine or something. <laughs> like like when I look at Stranger Things season four in totality, I see a show that you know my I if I were to guess, I would say Netflix gave them a budget and a time frame. And they said, go make a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when they're I, not dictating. Yeah, anything. and when I see shit like um, like Miss Marvel and uh, Moon Knight and, you know, whatever else, all this Disney stuff, I literally cannot escape the fact that, like, because it is just so obvious because it is just so much clunkier and clumsier and just mm-hmm. filled with so much pointless shit uh, that, like, I can, all I can see is, like, studio notes and, like, brand Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> like, for every good thing that is in one of those shows, it is, like, nestled in a puddle of, uh, you know, the, this many Marvel properties need to be on screen for this many minutes yeah. of each episode, and the, and this amount of the story has to be tied into what our overall goals are for the next quarter, and, uh... Because they were, like, there were a handful of moments kind of, like... Not just in the last episode, like the fucking two and a half hour episode of Stranger Things mm-hmm. that like really hit me hard. Yeah. And I have not felt any of that in any Marvel property, like TV, like Disney plus Marvel property that have shown up. I like, 100% agree. And just that's that. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that is because just, they are squandering that time in those Marvel shows where mm-hmm. where the characters are so much more realized and have so much more personal depth in Stranger Things than any of those superheroes kind of ever have. Like yeah. even in the t- even in the movies, like the, in the latest Miss Marvel episode is one of a ton of great examples. I think because that episode starts, uh, I think it, this is episode four, number wise. But um, yes, Kamala is going to Pakistan with her mom to mm-hmm. visit her grandma. You know, see some other family and you know learn she's about a, her. Powers learn learn about her right her abilities or whatever. Um, and like doing that, like having her go overseas and visit family and stuff, like those are all solid instincts, um, that like are halfway through the episode, just like, I just wanted to stop watching. Like Like, by the time we get to the, like the, the obligatory train station fight where Mm -hmm. again, all I can see is like, all right, this episode needs X minutes of action sequence. So do that. Like, this is what we want you to do. Like, it's just like every Star Wars thing has to have a certain number of lightsabers and at least one space battle and, you know, something has to explode at the end. Like, I just can't escape the fact that, like, you're clearly, there's so much stuff mandated of, like, mm-hmm. of like things that you have to do, quote-unquote, coming from, you know, whoever it is in the hierarchy of, you know, yeah. Disney creative, that it's like, if that whole episode had been a slower, quieter like we thing. got to wander around yeah. Pakistan a little more. We got a little more I with do, her cousins. I did, yeah, and I liked stuff like and... some of the parts where like they were like kind like when she was in her like grandma's art studio, like that yeah. was a nice moment. Right. And then it's just like bye, yeah, again, we, gotta, we right. gotta go. They're we gotta like go. scratching at the surface. Again, I'm sure the people making these shows are doing the best that they're yeah. allowed to do, like yeah, the best that they can on, within the constraints. Yeah, they've got a lot more hanging over their um, heads than but yeah, uh, there's some good stuff in there, and, and again, it was immediately undermined by like by just like bad pacing and like yeah. stuff that doesn't matter. And and the other thing about the action sequences, in addition to just feeling like really superfluous mm-hmm. to the other stuff that's going on, they're not that great. Like yeah. it was okay. It's so CGI though. Like that's part of the thing is like you can tell it's like most of it's green screened, mm-hmm. and like I mean, granted, it's a different sort of like beast than what like stranger things is doing but i actually saw like some pictures today of like the the big bad 
in costume. Like that was an actual like suit right. that the guy had on. Mm-hmm. They wrapped some fucking rubber tentacles around some kids. All right, sometimes they did. you just got to do it. <laughs> um, and like you could really, you can really see how. Uh, granted, some of it is still CGI. You can't just imad- like immediately just go to hell and like record there. But they you if. if there's so many more practical effects in Stranger Things, or at least they, it feels like they try to do it more along those lines because it is a period piece. It's set in the 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it shows a lot compared to like the train fight or them running away five minutes later, probably because it happened so fast. Like, yeah. And again, because she's sandwiched between that was another kind of nice, quiet scene where it was like, her mom and her grandma, her and these local kids, her and her mom. Right. Like, and and again, like they just they, those kept going so yeah, fast, like said, were, and then it was just like another action scene happened. After yeah, there that. are two layers of boring action scenes. There's a like again, they were establishing like there's this other order that yeah. is very boring. Who cares? Um, we're talking about more multiverse shit that is very boring. Yeah. And I get like you said while we were watching it. I guess the the thing with the multiverse is that every universe is just trying to overwrite like the stake, the one. stakes are you're going to overwrite a different universe you're going to like copy paste on top of yep. it and then your universe will squish a different universe um that's all we can do with them it is boring it's and that's the kind of thing again it's like anti emotion anti stakes it's like when they blew up six planets or whatever the fuck in episode 7 of Star Wars that first Disney one it's like it definitely doesn't matter like like this this has less impact than just blowing up one planet in the original Star Wars because that is framed with like, you know, a close-up of Carrie Fisher's face reacting to a bad thing happening. This is literally your home. Everyone you know is here and now they're not. Yeah, you've you've come to a point now where you've raised and obfuscated the stakes such that like this is all meaningless. None of this matters. We're jumping megalodons (laughs) at this point and it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. um... Because even though like, I mean, I'll... We want to turn some of that criticism back to Stranger Things. Like, it's definitely getting more out of hand. Yeah. It it was so, like, just thinking back, like, that first season has such a different tone of, like, wow, we have people fucking missing in our town. Like, what's up with that? And, like, Joyce's whole struggle to, like, get someone to believe her and to find her son and figure out what happened to, um, like, another friend or whatever. And, like who is this girl we found in the woods or whatever? And then, then it's like, ev- they're turning it up a little bit higher. Like it is more gradual, which I think is kind of helping. And I'm hoping that maybe next season is the last season just because like, we can't keep going up from here. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And and coming into this, I actually thought that this one was the last season. I didn't know mm-hmm. that there was necessarily going to be more of it, but I a hundred percent agree. I think you're 10,000% right that, um, the worst things about this season of Stranger Things are basically the same as the worst things about all this Disney yeah. stuff. It's just that there's less of it in total, mm-hmm. like relative to like the total runtime of the thing. Yeah. Because yeah, the the I think for me personally, the thing about the season that was the most disappointing is how they um, like for the first couple episodes, um, they're sort of like putting everybody on the on the chessboard yeah. or whatever, and uh, Mike's going to California, um, and we see what Elle's going through as like a you know a human child. Mm-hmm. Um, a and, member of society now. Right. And the second they like, they set up some real cool stuff with like their relationship dynamic with like Mike and mm-hmm. Elle and, and Will. They separate them. Trying to figure stuff out. And right. And they both pull them apart and they, they just kind of throw Elle back into the, 
Like, they just take her all the way back to, like, like they're just on the precipice of really pushing through, like, going even further than season three did in terms of just, like, letting her become a kid and kind of figure all this shit out. And then they just pull her right back into, like, savory, yeah. like, like all that, like, lore kind of shit. Which, like, I'm, I'm ultimately okay with the twist that they get to. Yeah. But I do think, about, like, uh, for I think, me... And, yeah, I think it makes more sense than it was just like, this stuff was just here. Like, who cares? Yeah, for like, me, I think there were be- there were potentially better ways to arrive there. Like, I yeah. think actually um, letting her maintain her powers from season three to season four instead of this, like, where they kind of, like, took them, they away, took them her. away from her. And then we spend a bunch of time, like, reintroducing them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that was, like, I think that time could have been better spent... If they had just restructured that a little bit, mm-hmm. like you said, I think uh, I think not separating her from the the California boys would have been a better uh, a better use of everyone's time because their whole little road trip is pretty pointless and <laughs> up yeah, until they reunite with her. Um, they're not really doing anything aside from burying a man. <laughs> yeah, and, and similarly with other stuff <laughs> on the side, going to Mormons or whatever. Right, because everything everything the things I liked the least about the season were stuff that was like super referential to early Stranger Things or that like. They just couldn't bear to divorce themselves from a thing that was a, like an early part of show. A trope. I, I would have. I would have just left Hopper dead. It was fine. Like, like I, I, obviously, even in the last season, they like showed uh, that he was alive. Like the the stinger there was that yeah. he was alive. But I think it would have been better to kill him. Uh, to, I, I think it would have been better to either leave him in Hawkins at the end of season or three, or not have the like, or kill him, <laughs> or to like actually just get him. Because the like, whole Russian side adventure was like yeah. fine, but it didn't. Like I, I would have just been. Ju- I, would, I, I think it would have been, been, been. I wish it had been shorter. Yeah, I think like, it would have been it made for a tighter. More. I don't uh, mind if it. I don't mind it was there, but I wish it had been like a little because like they feel the need to like we would we even talking about this like uh, on uh on Destiny or whatever at one point, like, they feel the need to always literally, like, scattershot everyone, kind of at any situation. They, they want to have all these tangential lines all the time, and while it can serve as a nice change of pace so you're not just, like, looking at the same thing over and over and over again, like, the fact... They don't, they don't need to run the entire season. You can, like kind of, like, because they capped off the California adventure eventually, or, like, the road trip eventually when they, like, kind of merged those two lines together but like you can do that more frequently you don't have to like have these run you can like yeah that's kind of recenter your character right that's kind of where i'm at is that i feel like there's a decent amount of fat that could have been trimmed even Mm -hmm. still just from restructuring things a bit because right all those episodes are like you know pretty much an hour or more like i'm not sure they're all over i don't think there's a single one right that is less than 60 minutes um and yeah that's where i'm at with that stuff is like you could have could have chopped a lot of this out you could have just streamlined this more oh with some like tweaks I, and some rewrites. I don't remember some... it feeling as rote as it did this season with how split up everybody was. Because most of the times, like it, they're progressing their ends so much more. But a lot of like, <clears throat> like Mike, Will, Jonathan, and Argyle's trip was driving. Most of L stuff was just reliving memories. Like the yeah. only people who were actively like really doing stuff was like um, Joyce and what's his name. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, yeah. They right. were, like, actively progressing. Hopper was just kind of spinning the whole time. And everyone back in Hawkins was, like, really, like, they were constantly moving forward. So, like, jumping between that and, like, one of these slower lines just was really jarring most of the time. Mm-hmm. And now uh, let's get even deeper into a handful of, like, very specific spoilers. Like, obviously, we've been talking about the show wee-oo, up wee-oo, to this point. But, um, so now we've worked our way back from, like... 
some really positive stuff to some like eh, stuff to like mm-hmm. I'll, now I'll get into some stuff that I think is just kind of straight up crummy or or just weird. Okay. Um, like I think whatever the nature is of like the government organizations involved in Stranger it's Things, stupid. it just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. No. Like like they should. The infighting was really dumb. And they should have like again if you wanted to like reapportion some time. And I'm not huge on like big exposition dumps, but there there should have been some context for like what Dr. Paul Reiser's deal is. Like, I forget his character's name. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Father? Papa? Well, no, I'm talking about the nicer one. Oh, I, Owen. That, that's that Owens, actor's name, I believe. I believe. Is his name. Yeah. Um, like, what? what is up with him? What part of... What governmental they, or non-governmental... Did they, like, touch on it in the last season? Because, like, I vaguely remembered him being a thing, but I think it might have yeah, just been I, so long. I don't long. remember much from earlier Stranger All I just things remember is in the last in season, context, Samwise Gamgee died. But yeah, right. All I know for sure is that, like, he is part of some either... Good governmental or, or extra governmental organization yeah. that has apparently nearly infinite resources yeah and and is in direct contest with general angry man mm-hmm. <laughs> who is i guess part of the military rank and file like i guess he's just part of the fucking army or something i don't know Sam, um, Sam, something, and they're just like yeah. killing each other indiscriminately For like no, like yeah, members like, of these organizations are just gunning each other down constantly and, um and it just felt weird to me. Like I was just mm. like, I don't know what's happening here. This just doesn't feel like it makes a ton of sense. No. Other than again, just to kind of add stakes. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's it's to get her out of there. Which uh-huh. if they just hadn't sent her there, they wouldn't have needed that subplot. But what can you do? Yeah. Um. And they they had to get the boys on the road. And what's mm-hmm. the? I guess the easiest way to do that is to chase them with a hail of gunfire. <laughs> In a pizza van. Yeah, I thought that was really bizarre and mm-hmm. just weird and kind of confusing and like I'm like I don't even I don't know what you guys are doing here again it was just like more to like just like we gotta ratchet up the like there's gotta be yeah shit's going down all right um what, what do you have any other thoughts about other parts um, of the season I mean I don't think so like all in all like I'm glad there was maybe like two new characters introduced because I feel like more other seasons have introduced a lot more characters like because it's a big cast like the ensemble of characters like you see him at the end of the season basically like there's a lot of fucking people that you you're supposed to care about which is why they probably split them up all the time so they're not all in the same goddamn room mm-hmm. um but i still think like all those characters are like pretty strong like the the core cast is really good yeah i would agree and like the one or two that they've added along the way like um like max Whatever his, Murray, that was his name. Thank you. I really liked yeah. Murray. Um, and like just. The, uh, I, I also just kind of remembered what I was thinking okay. of. Um, I will say that uh, we'll go. We'll go back to bad again, and then come back to some mm-hmm. good. There's a lot of stuff in that season again. Like I said, it it both feels um, much better structured than most of this Disney mm-hmm. stuff, but but still like a lot of places for improvement. That's where, like I said, I'm at, I'm at like yeah. good, not great. Um, cause I think a lot of the stuff that happens is just a consequence of like, all right, there's no easy way to undo this. So we've just got to do certain things. Like, like it was within, I think it was as like in the middle of the second to last episode, I was like, Eddie's definitely going to die. Oh yeah. Because there's, because it is a piece of narrative fiction. There's no way to undo, <laughs> like there's no simple, clean, easy way to exonerate him from the, yeah. the context that they put him in. I so had, he is going I to die. honestly assumed that like the mob was gonna get him. Yeah, like, right. Well, I, that's the other thing. I thought there was gonna be more of a payoff for that. Yeah, I think that, like that whole subplot was really annoying. Yeah, the jock, yeah. right? Jock characters yeah. and what's his the biggest mm. biggest jock descending into like full on 
revenge fueled, yeah, like madness. And I thought that was, that was the kind, entire town. Weak. And yeah, I, I didn't think that was super awesome. And, it, and, and they spent a lot of time on that, um, like paranoia satanic mm-hmm. cult thing. Like they built that up a lot to kind of do nothing with it. Maybe, yeah. maybe in the next because, season, especially because like. D&D has been a part of the show since the beginning. So, like, it's obviously not, like, a new thing. Yeah. And the fact that they're, like, trying to focus on this kind of, like, shit. Maybe it was just more relevant that year. Because they are, like, trying to keep things, like, accurate per the time period. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, what was it, 86, I think, is where they're at right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe it was just more of a scare then. Th- this season like, of Stranger Things on the calendar started literally like, the year before I was born. Yeah, it was, like, March. <laughs> it was March 21st, uh, 1986. Um... um. And, like, so maybe it was just more relevant to then, but, like, because that was just, like, it's, like, with the government shit. Like, just tacking on more stuff that you need to pay attention to and, like... Yeah, and I, but I would like that, and I, I don't think this will happen, but I'd be at least a little bit, feel a, bit, a little bit better about it if it did, is if they if they put some of that into season five, like, if they kind of build on that, I'll be more okay with it. Like, if we get in there and there's, like, you know some normies go out and see the fucking hole in reality mm. that's out in the field or whatever, and then, like, they kind of run with jock boys. Like, there's, like, a town militia that mm. is, like, there to f- fight Satan or whatever. Like, like that that could be a thread to pull mm. on. Um, I, I don't think they'll do that. Yeah. I well, thought... <laughs> jock boy's dead. Yeah, right. He got Homeboy cut in half. Homeboy got ripped the, in half. By, he got cut in half when the hell mouth opened. Yeah. Um, Not expecting that. <laughs> But again, that's the same he thing. Like get his ass beat by a like, freshman. Like his his death is just like Eddie's. We're like we've clearly taken this character to a point where like it's, yeah, you can't he redeem. Can, him. He cannot be reasoned with. Yeah. Like he's not going to step back off of like his revenge murder no. nonsense. So so the only way to dispatch him is to cut him in half. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff. And like I think that um, like I said, I think the whole like start of the Russia thing still basically barely makes sense. It's just like they just kind of need to get to Russia because when Murray comes in, he initially gives her like you know. A bunch of valuable opsecy advice of mm. like you know destroy the thing carefully it might be a bomb and like and helps her like trace a line or whatever or like or he, b- block the trace right and he specifically he's like all right you got to call in and you got to get confirm confirmation that Hopper's alive and she calls in and, and they she refuse. doesn't get confirmation that Hopper's alive and they're like all right let's go get forty yeah. grand together and go get them like uh what are you doing <laughs> come on man listen to your own advice oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it was a lot of stuff like that where I was mm-hmm. like, like I said, things are like good and I can see like that at least they put the thought into like, yeah. got to tip these dominoes up and then knock them over. I think like, I bet it's partially like almost like the Star Wars prequel problem. Whereas like the Duffer brothers, Duff, Duffer? Yeah, I think so. They're like, you can't touch them now. <laughs> they're too big. Like no one's going to like, I'm assuming the first season of Stranger Things was very like combed over, edited and, like, we need this to land because it's the first. But, mm-hmm. like, as they keep going, as they keep getting well-received and super-watched, like, they're just like, here, you just, you have all of the reins now. Like, it's just a pro- process of, like, mm-hmm. probably less scrutiny from outside Cause, sources or Because the thing is, like, that might be valid. Like, that might be exactly what's going on. I almost kind of don't think it's quite that, personally. For, for me, like I said, it's more of just that, like... Like I said, I don't think it's poorly written. I think it is just very cleanly written in a way that, like, all right, we need X to happen, so Y is going to happen here. Mm. Like, like they thought a lot of this stuff through, and then, you know, certainly there could be more elegant ways to put this off, but, like, in, in a lot of these cases, we just kind of did, like, you know, 
straight line, oh, A okay. to B, as tightly as possible. Like I said, I don't think it's bad. Well, I just no, think just, it's a, it's almost a little too... Like, uh, it's just, it, it wasn't like as thought over as it might have been were this like an earlier season. That's Or fair. like a different, like a new property. Mm-hmm. And again, if I were to grade on like how I suspected the effort went down, I, I would guess that the season of Stranger Things probably got more time in the writer's room than like... I don't know, every Marvel show combined. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like I said, I could see that there's because just, it's uh, more, thought just out. more effort yeah. put in than like the the way they fart out. Like like in Moon Knight to me felt that way particularly mm-hmm. is like like this felt crummy <laughs> in many ways on a writing level. Um uh that like things would just kinda happen at like again, similar to the stuff I'm describing in Stranger Things, but just like worse. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I said, I don't think Stranger Things season four is necessarily poorly written. It's just uh, it's very I think it's on the poorly refined, very on the nose in, in a lot of t- a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't elaborated. Like on. like it characters. Like... Uh, and again, like like I said, they the fact that the characterizations themselves are pretty good, and that that the overall narrative, I'm pretty okay with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to forgive this a little bit, but but characters are deeply intuitive in the season of Stranger Things. <laughs> like they figure shit out in a lot of cases like kind of at the drop Nancy's of a hat. Nancy's a boss bitch okay. Uh, yeah. Um, which again like I said not She's bad just uh, just like gotta keep but things at least, moving. In some ways it's always the same characters so it's not as like egregious like mm-hmm. it's always Joyce it's always Nancy it's always Dustin. Mm-hmm. Like those are your big three and they're never in the same room together. <laughs> That's fair. And like I said, I do actually think they did a really really good job of eventually pulling everybody, like, mm-hmm. as they kind of, like, pull I'm, the groups together. I'm glad they didn't make them drive all the way to Indiana. She's like, I can do this from here. And then yeah. she remote and, desktop and, into And similarly, I do still, I still still think the Russia stuff is mostly a waste of time. But I, mm-hmm. but I am also glad that they still didn't, like, manage to airdrop them in, like, before the, like, mm-hmm. like to, to land on the field with the rest of the Avengers or whatever. Like, yeah. I'm at least glad that they didn't do that. Um... Um, and then other stuff. I'm trying to think the last few things. Um, oh, I thought that um, when you're talking about broadening out other characters and stuff, like I said, I think that's where the show really shines. Oh, absolutely. The characters um, are just, I love them. Like I said, I'll take anything else I can get. for What's the older brother's name? There's Will. Jonathan. Will and Jonathan. Like, like th- them having a moment. Ugh. Will and Mike having a moment. <laughs> My heart. Uh, Will and L having a little bit. I don't think they were as good as the two we just mentioned, but like well, all they, that stuff. They've is had great. so many in the past, though. This yeah. this season wasn't about them, even though it seemed to kind of be yeah. like Will and his um, Will and his painting, mm. and their moment in the back of that car is <laughs> is better than anything Disney has made in the last decade. Yeah. It's just better. Like they're just just like because the, uh, again, you just gotta ground some of the shit in like a real can, human emotion. It can be quiet. Scenes can be quiet and soft and like yeah. subtle and just yeah, like was, the glances at the in the mirror. It like, was wonderful uh, and heartbreaking. Like it was heartwarming uh, and heartbreaking at the same time. It was great. And the like <clears throat> them later in the co- in the the pizza shop. Like ugh. yeah, good stuff. All that shit with Max. And like, like I said, I feel like uh, we could have gotten more of that with that crew if they hadn't split them up. Yeah, if we hadn't if, if had we them hadn't, so right, apart. If we hadn't had Elle go but on as hard a tangent as she I did. I mean, I don't know if we could have had that moment if she had been there, though. Like, yeah, they're right. He, they he, have, he wouldn't have pulled the trigger to talk. some amount yeah. of time. But I just, like I said, I just think you could have compressed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we didn't need, like, all those flashbacks. 100%. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, yeah, we, right, we see that, like, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, the, like, shit going down in the facility when she's, like, eight or whatever. Like we see that happen a bunch. Yeah. Um, and like you said, if there's an MVP, I think the high point of the season is probably the Max episode. Ugh. Like, 
leading up to like Dear the, Billy or whatever. Yeah, the big needle drop and the um God that damn. like her escape scene is like I I loved everything about that. Like that whole sequence was really good. Yeah. And yeah, that was great. And that's a character like she deserved. She's grown. She deserved so that much. kind of yeah. spotlight and like that kind of time on screen to be fleshed out a little bit more because like because she was introduced in season three, right? I thought so. Or was it too? Because like, I've been trying to remember exactly what because ha- the first yeah, one was may, about Will. Maybe we'll do a rewatch. I would love to of all of do Things. a rewatch of it for sure. But yeah, my recollection was like right. She was kind of like because I thought she and Billy um, were the fo- like new and the focus of last season. That was I what thought. I. That was my recollection too, what and, that, and that she you? was a little resigned to being kind of like the token girl. Yeah, she the other just, token girl, yeah. I guess. Because because the only thing that I feel like the, I remember the big thing, the thing that like L flashback to a lot was their one day together. I remember that being a really good episode. I really mm-hmm. liked their like their outing. Yeah, and stuff, and she's come so long, so far, like for sure. But yeah, that whole that whole episode Ugh. of yeah, Dear Billy, like you said, and the, I think and, that I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Was, um, was and then even looping that. back to like the I think it was the last episode where you know she's trying to attract. Uh, yeah. Oh God, her like monologue uh, in the house. Yeah, v- Vecna, Vecna, Vecna. Yeah. Oh, uh, when she's trying to attack his attention, and and I was like, I needed to hear her say that. I'm so glad that they wrote that in to have yeah. her deliver that, where she's like. Where she is literally completely honest of like, yeah, I did kind of yeah. want my horrible self reflection, my horrible like, oh tormenting my stepbrother to die a little bit. Uh-huh. Like some part of me wanted and that also because me. he was a shitter. And then later, yeah, that... when she's like her like last few lines of dialogue in that episode, which is ugh, yeah, that fucking ruled. Ugh. That was real good. Oh, that was all great. Mm-hmm. Um, and like coming down off of that, my last I think pretty minor criticism is that um. Again, that her escape sequence is so well put together, and that Kate Bush song's good. I'm not familiar with Kate Bush really. I haven't listened to her no. music. I've heard the name Kate Bush. Same. I'm aware of her I'm existing also, as an yeah, artist. I'm, but, I'm bad at uh, anything any, names in general. But that song is good, and I think mm-hmm. it worked really well in the context that they put it in. I think the other track I didn't like, like because they did Master Puppets for Eddie's. Oh, oh yeah, big the, metal show and uh-huh. the Upside Down, and I didn't love the execution on that. Like I loved the I loved. Having him play a big, like, loud metal uh-huh. song there. Like, I love doing that, but I don't think... Like, I feel like they kind of just went Master Puppets because it's really well-known. Like, it's mm. arguably the most well-known well-known heavy metal song ever made. Um, so they're like, yeah, let's just go big. We got the budget for it. But, um, like, they cut it up in a way, like, the... They kind of had to chop it into pieces to get it to flow with the action. I just don't yeah. think it, it came together... Sure, the editing ...very well. Yeah, better. I would have I would have either used a different song... Uh, and cut it together like better to that track, or I would have uh, like just restaged the entire scene yeah. so that it could actually flow through like an uninterrupted section of that song. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, the way they had. I mean, to as kinda... someone who wasn't familiar with it, it didn't like okay. register with me at all. I got you. Yeah, the, the, um, they had to kind of chop it up into pieces a little bit to just like to try to sync it up to the yeah. action that they had already had. I didn't think it worked super well. I mean, yeah, I'm sure uh, if, I, if it was something I was more familiar with, I probably would have noticed. Yeah, again, which which I like I said, I think they did the opposite with that K. Bush tr- song. I think mm-hmm. it worked fine in the context that they put it in, and they and like I said, again, I'm not I'm not familiar with that song necessarily outside of Stranger Things no. to date. But it, it seemed to my ear that, like, in the big points where it, it was playing, it didn't seem like, right, that they had chopped Again, it up into pieces be wrong, a bunch. could but, like, it felt oh. like it flowed. Because, like, they, it came in, I believe it because that was the song she was listening to at the beginning of the yeah. song, right? And then, like, they had it, like, yeah, kind it of muted. Yeah, a couple times. Muted, like, in her headphones yeah. as, like, protection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it was it was good. And yeah, that and, sequence. Yeah, and the, and the master puppets thing, the, the metal concert in hell later. Mm-hmm. It just made me wish that they had like requisitioned Edgar Wright to direct that scene, <laughs> uh, the Shaun of the Dead mm. dude, because I don't think there's anyone better in modern filmmaking that has been able to sync music to action like that. Mm. Whole, like that old Baby Driver movie. That's like the part of it that's good. Yeah, is that like like he how it flows. He had he soundtracked the thing to death and staged every yeah. action sequence perfectly in sync with the the music track that accompanied it like that's that's what i would have liked to see although like i said i would call that like an s tier yeah of music and visual storytelling and again i would give stranger things like i'd I'd give the kate bush thing probably like an a minus b plus and then the metallica thing i guess c minus <laughs> um so like you know it's hard to get to the highest yeah. highest tier <laughs> but um yeah that was just one other stray observation it's like i, I absolutely love the the Everything that's happening in here, I just wish yeah. the execution was a little sure. bit better. Yeah, I love I love where you're going with this. I just, uh, and but overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, I I super hope that the next season is the last season. Yeah, because like we've little we're literally at the apocalypse. Yeah. Like like a, like if the if there's a if there's a season six like they've done something gonna wrong. End season five with like the ga- gash in the earth is just larger now. Like it, like it's like. It's like cut a swath through the whole Mississippi River. It's just like, all right, here's America is cut in half by hell, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's thematically correct. But, <laughs> <laughs> but narratively, I, don't, I feel like that like, you mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds dumb to me. So, yeah, I hope that I hope they do wrap it up next season. But um, I really enjoyed this one overall. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Um, Unless you have any other thoughts, I think that's where we'll call it a show. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Right, getting back on our feet. Yeah. Watching and, a bunch of stuff. And for final programming wrap-up things, like I said, I want to try to get on a pretty strict, consistent schedule with all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. So the podcast has historically been every two weeks. Bi- is that bi-weekly? Or is that, does that mean twice a week? It <laughs> can never be remember. either. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're going to try to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to for sure put out a podcast every two weeks. Bang, bang. We're going to try to, unless something comes up, Stream something every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try to stream most Thursdays whenever possible. Mm-hmm. I personally, I'm going to try to prioritize the indie stuff a tiny bit more sure. than tail stuff. But that's kind of, like I said, I'll do, if you feel up to it, I'll do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'll have more updates about our game dev stuff Yay. as we kind of go. Like I said, we'll have uh, some kind of Kickstarter update over mm-hmm. ju- July. Uh, it is July. Just over the, yeah. sometime during the month. In we'll have month. another update. Gotcha. Um, not 100% sure we'll, we'll be in that until it's out, but expect that within the next couple weeks. And then uh, other than that, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah. Um, we will see you later. Bye.